Welcome to the fourth episode of ML Backstage. My name is Mars Luna. And I'm Ethan. And we're introducing this podcast straight from the sixth dimension. You know what? I'm actually going to join in on this one. I'll be right back. Okay, bye then. This is a music commentary podcast hosted by my favorite earthlings, Holokaiki Tovez, Kainalu Kamai, and I suppose Joshua Luna as well. <laughs> anyway, they're continuing to go over the backstory of my first album, Lost in Space. And if my guess is correct, this episode is about to be real emotional. Citizens, grab your popcorn and let's get started. Back to planet Earth we go! What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the ML Backstage Podcast. My name is Joshua Luna, and I am here with these two hammers right here to my left. Left, sorry, I'm using I'm using a different thing here. Holoka Yikitovez, and on my on the bottom of me, it's uh Kainalu Kamai. And uh how y'all been? How has your month been? <laughs> yeah, it's been actually for me, it's been really good. I started um actually really great, actually. I, I started uh, taking photos and video hey. for my Tahitian group, and we're Let's actually go. on Instagram now. Let's go. Let's go. So it's hey. yeah, you know, getting the creative juices flowing once again. There we go. There you go. Nalu, what about you? Just wrapped up my two-week editor training for the military, on the military side. Just pretty much haven't really done anything from my civilian side, so mm. this is our last day. So kind of getting back into normal life. I'm just glad to be done with this, and now I can just do whatever after. <laughs> Easy money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've been, uh, I've been, life's been pretty interesting for me over the past couple weeks or so. And uh, it actually ties into exactly what we're talking about today. I've been doing a lot of soul searching. I actually went through a whole depressive episode throughout the last three weeks of June. And, and now that I'm actually uh, being productive with Mars Luna stuff again, um, things have gotten better. And it's weird that you know, my depression sometimes has to deal with how productive I am, but I mean, it's, it shouldn't be that way, but it is what it is sometimes. And, uh, you know, the funny thing that happened today was uh, I was at Trader Joe's with, uh, with my mom because my mom is in town right now. And uh, I saw my uh, community group leader from my church standing in line and then like a couple hours later at Costco, I saw my, I saw my pastor and his wife and their kids. And like, I saw like some of the most important people in my church, like on the same day in different locations, which is weird. Cause the funny thing is I actually kind of saw that coming too. Like, I was like, if I saw one person here, I was like, Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if I saw uh, somebody else at, one of the other places I was going to. So some, some weird trippy stuff, but yeah, life's been, life's been a roller coaster. It's been interesting. And I finished all the vocals for, for the Mars Luna album last week, as well as the photo shoot for the next Mars Luna single that's coming out next month. So 
A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. But anyway, we're going to continue on with the Mars Luna album, Lost in Space. Any Vegas people want a shirt? Let me know. I got you. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about it since we talked about it from a surface level on the last episode. So I'm going to talk about the origin and the concept behind Lost in Space. Lost in Space, the name, it wasn't something that I thought about <laughs> as it's, it's pretty much a common theme with everything creatively for me is like, I don't have to like really think about it too much. <laughs> and, uh, lost in space was kind of like, it was a reflection of the actual season of my life. When I wrote that, when I wrote the songs for it, um, since Mars Luna is a very intergalactic name, I decided to kind of keep it within the theme of, you know, lost in space. It's kind of like, a, it's a common phrase, you know, but it was, it was very much an actual reflection of where I was in life. I came up with it, I think, after we did the photo shoot for the smoke bomb photo shoot that we did. And it, it was kind of like, this is the name of the album. You know what I'm saying? Not a whole lot to kind of think about and just kind of like lost in space was about like me kind of just navigating through life and navigating through certain seasons of like not understanding certain things or like why do things have to be a certain way or like why are things happening the way they are you know what i mean instead of being like lost on earth you know it's mars luna so it's lost in space that's basically the origin and the concept behind the name and the last episode we talked about the events that happened before before the lost in space release happened and now we're going to talk about like the shows that the shows that transpired after uh, Lost in Space dropped because there were a lot. I believe I performed like every month after after Lost in Space dropped. Lost in Space was kind of like an indie rock record. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of like different types of uh, singer songwriter type stuff on there as well as. Um, a little bit of R&B, a little bit of pop, but mostly like indie rock and singer songwriter stuff. The shows that I played to promote the album were with were with rappers, <laughs> which is kind of a weird mix because like a lot of the shows I did, you know, I was like the only singer on the bill, you know. So I was like, "Are you sure you got me on the right thing?" <laughs> you know what I mean? But it was uh, it was cool because I got to. I got to share my my stuff, my music with a different a different audience that I didn't think I was going to share it with. You know what I mean? So I think I did it. I believe I did a couple of shows in April um, that were like coffee house type stuff, as well as shows, you know, with a bunch of rappers on the bill. So there was like no in between there. I also during this time, I also formed a little band for a short amount of time called the supernova um it consisted of my good friends angelo Munji, who i mentioned in episode two my drummer friend ryan castillo castillo and morgan wright uh, morgan was the bass player ryan was the drummer and angelo played uh the electric guitar and i played the piano and it it was a i don't know if it was a one-time thing but it was kind of like we were trying to prepare a band for the official release show 
which was like seven months after the album dropped, <laughs> we played at this place called Unit 246 or Warhol's Loft. That location actually shut down now, RIP. And I played with a, with a rapper who goes by the name Lowry, Kyle Lowry. He has the same name as an NBA superstar from the Toronto Raptors, Kyle Lowry. And with my friend, I used to make jokes about it all the time saying like I made little promos with him saying that how does it feel like being in the off season in Vegas and like not playing basketball right now? You know what I mean? Like you don't, you have a game tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like those kind of like silly stuff like that. And yeah, like we, we kind of used that tactic to promote the show we did. And uh, it was a fun show. It wasn't like a really big show, but it was like 40 people for a small space was, was pretty good. And that was like the only time that I really got to be, really got to be the character Mars Luna. And by this point from like April of 2019 to about November, December, 2019, like I had to channel a different side of myself that, you know, in order to like fully entertain people, you know what I mean? And uh, you holo, I remember you telling me that, I um, embodied like whatever project I put out, I embodied it. And that resonated with me because like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to fully like commit to, you know what I'm saying? commit to the certain character or like a different side of myself that I normally don't show people. And, uh, and I remember you, Holo, you, you gave me um, this, uh, I'm going to transcend universes here. You hear Ethan during the during the intros, and Ethan is basically he's basically a stage prop that Holo gave me um, when I went to Hawaii in the summer of 2019, and I feel like he shaped the character of Mars Luna in a way that kind of like that kind of elevated his uh, game a little bit, you know. And Ethan's chilling; he's uh he's sleeping, so I usually just put a hat on him there. And uh, I do want to ask uh, both of you, because Nalu, I don't think you were able to see like Mars Luna, the character in in person. But hold on, when I when I introduced this, uh, this thing to you, how did you how did you feel about it? Like, just be completely honest. And how did you feel about it? You know, I've, I've, when you explained it to me, I was like, OK, you know, that I, you know, I'm not really not used to you. Yeah. You know, when it comes to like, you know, different people with um, different personas, mm -hmm. but it, it was pretty out there. You can say it's, it was very out there in very. space, <laughs> unintended. Yeah. But yeah, you just, um, when you shared it with me, how, all I could remember is how, how much you embody it, how much you, you wanted to become this character of yours. Mm -hmm. And to myself, I remember i myself okay if he's sharing this with me mm -hmm. then this is something that he he finds special he wants to mm -hmm. you know put it out into the world so i, I did it to be honest it kind of came across a little uh a little off yeah you know it, it's right. something different now yeah, than what we was um, usually um used to yeah, but we he rolled with it, and I was like, "Oh, he if he's rolling with it, man, I'm gonna you know hop on this train and roll with yeah. him too." Yeah, 
and look at you now man yeah i mean, it's it's it is wild because like because i colored my hair for this and i had red hair for like a good nine months i felt like i had to do it because i remember like you know being my regular being my regular self yeah, yeah. i was getting called mars and i was you know whenever i did shows and stuff and it and it was kind of like you know people knew people in the music scene in vegas like they knew mars luna and they insisted on calling me that because to them the name was cooler right because it's a stage name and you know it was just kind of like it sounds like a real name you know uh but i did not like being called that that actually made me uncomfortable because if it made me realize that i in order okay if these people are calling me this name and you know what i'm saying and if they're truly like they, if this is how they want to see me as i had to find a way to separate mars luna from myself you know what i'm saying like not not in a way that's kind of like disconnected but it had to be like a different side of myself in order to entertain people and it's an outer out of body experience like every time like you know, I put like, like stars and stuff on my face and I put like the little like lip paint or whatever. Like I knew I had to be, I had to be a grander version of myself in that particular moment whenever I did that. And that's just entertainment 101. You know what I mean? Like, like you, like you said, Holo, like it did feel a little, you know, it did feel a little off and it, it did take some time to get used to, you know, but over time it's like, you know, if I'm doing this, like I can feel free, you know what I mean? Like I can, I can kind of do whatever and get away with it because it's, I look, I would look like a doofus anyway, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, there were some that absolutely loved it. There were some that were cool with it. There were some that were confused by it. And I wouldn't say it kind of set people off, but like at the same time, it was like, it was something I felt like I had, I had to do with Mars Luna. And over time, like Mars Luna became something that detached itself from me, you know, it, and it's just something that's like, okay, I'm trying to find this balance, you know, like, cause the Mars Luna thing, it is a part of who I am, but he's an extension and he's not like, he's, he's not just, <clears throat> it's not me, me, you know what I mean? So, you know, especially in the world where everything has to be, has to be quote unquote authentic. Right. But what is authentic though you know what i mean like authentic in the sense of like authentic in a way that makes people feel comfortable or does authentic really mean the real you so i can't i think mars luna challenged that mold of authenticity in the sense of like okay this dude is he this dude is obviously playing a character but is this a part of who he actually is you know what i mean and i think that's the part that threw people off but you know, it, it's, but it, it was an interesting thing. Coloring my hair red was, you know, it was very, it was a lot of fun, even though like taking showers with the red hair was not, uh, it was not fun showering with cold water. <laughs> and, uh, but just embodying the mold of Mars Luna and just escaping, you know, through him was fun. And like, I love the pageantry that, you know, that I did went with, you know, like 
Mars Luna was very much Mars Luna was very much inspired by David Bowie in the sense of like David Bowie was revolutionary because he portrayed uh, he portrayed a lot of characters throughout his career. And I felt like there weren't a whole lot of people doing that. You know, maybe it was it was from a different era or whatever, but I wanted to for Mars Luna. He was like the main inspiration. And here's another unworn sneaker. I popped those like a while back. I wish you were Nalu, I wish you were able to see like Mars Luna in person. And I don't know. And he probably would have had a ball just goofing around with you and all, and everything. But, you know, military. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will. So this episode is basically like an extended um, song recap because I'm kind of talking about like the whole album in its entirety. So the last episode, I did a song recap on like the love portion of Lost in Space. And Mars told me that I completely butchered it last episode. So I'm going to do a quick little recap before we go into the life portion of songs from the album. And uh, so going back to the love portion, we're going to start with uh, track number two, which is Didn't Know. Didn't Know. The original title for Didn't Know was called I Didn't Know Till Now. And I remember doing recording, uh, Morgan told Morgan came up with the didn't know title and said that you should shorten this. And I did. And it just kind of, it just kind of stuck and didn't know it was basically about a situationship where, um, there was a girl that, um, I went to high school with, uh, several years after we graduated, graduated. <laughs> she, she basically told me she had a crush on me. Uh, got my number through Instagram and kind of just texted me out of nowhere. And I realized that she was interested in me and I uh, politely rejected her advances. And, and it was just like, I didn't know that you felt this way about me. You know what I'm saying? And good girl was basically uh, the two it's track number three. And we discussed this last episode where um, it basically analyzes uh, two sides of a broken uh, relationship you know, from the guy saying that she ain't good enough, for, she ain't good enough for him. But then him looking in the mirror and saying that, uh, oh, wait, I'm not good enough for her. Like I screwed up bad, you know, and that's kind of what Good Girl was about. The villain is, it was a classic F.U. song, you know, like the, the thing that happens just before the breakup, you know, the climax before the split actually happens. That's track number five, Selfish, uh, which is, basically the fu song after the breakup and that's a that's a rehash from that was a rehash from prelude and uh how can i live without you is basically you know how can i how can i live without my loved ones how can i live without you know this girl and you know it's a rehash from genesis and the line that started the whole song was you breathe life into me now surely will never fail and that was kind of that was kind of that song so uh, and the reason why Mars said I butchered this was be was because he told me I forgot nothing but trouble, uh, which is track number four on the album. And uh, I meant to share this last episode, but I got caught up in the moment. Nothing but trouble is essentially was it was the last song that I finished before uh, before completing the album. And my good friends uh, Bradley and Andrew helped me write it. 
the line that started the whole song was um i do the things i hate to do and the funny thing is when the song was done that line was completely erased from the song that song was like it's kind of like a warning to the girl that's saying like okay like i'm warning you like this is this is the type of person i am and uh be prepared for what you're about to deal with you know what i mean and that's what nothing but trouble was about and the life portion of lost in space was includes the songs open the door which is track number one that song is basically like the intro to the album and i'm basically saying like i'm opening the door you know this is this is what you're about to see and uh you know just just be prepared for what's about to happen and i'm about to be vulnerable with you right now at the very end of that song there was a little snippet of a conversation that holo and i had i don't know if i don't know if you remember that little um uh what is that that little recorder thing that you had yeah yeah i remember that i think that was from our time to go we went to walmart mm -hmm. yeah. yeah we went to we went to walmart and you're recording stuff and uh just just a little sound bites and i was like you know this actually works is it cool if i use this for something and you and he was cool with it and uh and i still have that sound bite somewhere in my hard drive run which is track number seven uh, it, it was a, it was a song that kind of talked about like you know i'm in deep you know stuff right now and i just want to run from it you know it's like i want to escape from my own thoughts i'm going insane right now and i kind of just want to um i just want to run away you know what i mean like i was in a really really bad spot when i wrote that song uh drift which is track number eight i will discuss that a little more in, in this episode uh, but that song is basically about uh, a situation that I had with God and church and yeah I'll, I'll go more into that later uh, Dwelling in the Cellar which is track number nine this song is about um, I wrote this song from my dad's perspective on when he when he uh, when he left the family for the last time and I was trying to like go through his mindset and be like okay this is this is what happened this is what led me to do this but I, at the same time i'm also feeling sorry for myself for the way i feel like i've been treated or whatever you know what i'm saying but i forgive him um mama said which is track number 10 the song is about um it, it's it's a song about my mom and a song dedicated to my mom uh, just kind of like you know mama knows best you know what i'm saying and that's kind of like mama said it's for your own good you know and like sometimes like you don't want to listen to your parents or whatever because you think you you think you know you know what i'm saying you think you know what you're talking about but at the end of the day like your mom moms always have that intuition so shout out to moms you know what i mean and uh you're right here is a song that i'll go in depth in a little later as well uh this is track number 11 but this song is about a good friend of ours who who passed away and this was this was my song that kind of uh that was dedicated to her yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about drift real quick because i'm gonna start off with um start off with the music video part of it um it's i remember um 
We filmed this vi music video in two, two places. We shot this video, I believe back in 2017, before the song was even done. And we shot it in the, we shot it at uh, Mokulia and uh, Pele's chair. I want to ask both of you, because both of you, both of y'all were, he, were, um, were there shooting. Um, well, Nala was there for one of the days, but how did it feel um, shooting at Mokulia and, uh, and Pele's chair? If you can remember, what happened um, during the, during those times? I'll go first. <laughs> no, either one of you. I know this was like four years back, so. Yeah, that's long. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, a lot of life I, happened. Huh? I remember um, Mokuleia. Mm -hmm. I had the um, I was I had the fitted band shoes. Yes. And I, I wasn't I wasn't actually you know um, wearing it at the time. Mm -hmm. so I was like. Hey Luna, you want a pair of shoes? <laughs> yeah. And I remember you, we you found this spot. It was right near this dried out tree mm -hmm. that we kind of hanged out. And I know you you had a, um, you had ideas to you know walk along the coast mm -hmm. and have some shots right right near where the water was um, hitting on the sand. And then you did, um, you wanted me to shoot you going into water. Yeah. And I come right, right up, yeah. As a, as a, I don't know if it was as a way of um, cleansing. Yeah, I was trying to recreate my baptism. Mm. That's kind of, that's kind of what it, that's kind of what it symbolized. Mm. And basically kind of like, oh, like, you know, like this was a different way of life back then, you know, and like things have changed in like three years since, or three or four years since then, you know, and it was just kind of like, you know, like I'm kind of like, yeah, it was, it's, it, this is an emotional song for me. Um, and Morgan and I have had several conversations about this because he was also in a very similar spot in, re in regards to his faith kind of um, this like with Pele's chair Pele's chair was basically another way of uh, just you know I needed to go somewhere sacred you know what I mean and uh, Pele's chair was was one of those uh, um, was one of those things where it was just kind of like it kind of symbolized um, okay like Pele is like you know Pele is like Hawaiian God right and uh, I'm talking about like you know the you know Jesus and you know and God and like about my faith at the time. And I'm basically I remember during uh, Pellet the Pellet's chair day. I only had one ear that was uh, working for me that day because I remember when I when I when I went in the water at Mokalia. That water was not clean at all. Yeah, it wasn't clean. Yeah. It, it, it was it was mad dirty. <laughs> and uh, a bug, like, and, and a bug kind of a bug went in my ear uh, when I went when I did the baptism, and uh, you know, and I was just like, I was like, holy crap! Like, what happened here? <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, so yeah, like a lot of the things that I did, that I, the locations that I chose for that were just, were basically um, was basically symbolism and parallelism to um, you know, my 
like my faith in God at the time. And uh, it was not in a good place. Uh, I'm, I'll admit that right now, you know, because like I went through like as far as like the context behind the song itself, Drift, like I went through some some, some situations and just to be clear, like all the things that I'm going to mention um, in this little in this little story here, this and I'll try to condense it to keep it as short as I can. They've already been addressed and there's no like hidden, you know, like back talk or whatever, like everything that I've, I'm about to say has already been said to uh, the people that I needed to that I needed to address it to. So, yeah, so back it goes back to. Um, it goes back to 2016 where, um, the church that I was a part of in Las Vegas, um, they were transitioning from being a portable church to operating in their own building and leading up to this move into the building, like everybody in the church was really excited about moving right and like oh we have our own space now like this is awesome this is cool and then like all of a sudden like when i feel like looking back when we moved into the building i felt like like a lot of people felt like leadership um moved they did too much too soon um moving into the and it kind of wore a lot of people out and like the church culture at, the, at that time was very shaky I felt like, and like, it wasn't necessarily the healthiest place to be. Um, we had like, especially from the worship side of things, from the music side, we were kind of like from, we were um, shorthanded at the time. And we had the same people like, you know, play, you know, pretty much every Sunday with a few rotations here and there. And we had like Wednesday practice, and we didn't have a drummer that was available for Wednesday practice. And we had like rehearsals on Sunday mornings before 9 a.m. service and and 11 a.m. service. Um, and we had, during the 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service, we also had to play for a bunch of kids as well while the main service was happening. So it, we were trying to operate like a big church, but we weren't there yet, you know what I'm saying? And it, it wore a lot of people out. And, um, and I was, you know, I was one of the people who was getting frustrated with the way things were running. And um, I remember the one defining moment that I had with this church, I will call this church, Church One. Uh, during the second week that I was playing at, playing for this church, I introduced a song to, uh, the, to the worship director at the time that my friend wrote based on Ephesians 2 verses 1 to 10. Um, it was a great song. It was a it was a fun song that I enjoyed playing at the time, and um, my worship pastor he loved it. He loved the song. I showed it to him, and uh, he kind and he kind of like um, you know he adopted it. He he basically made it you know palatable for the church to sing. He gave it a title, you know. And but over time, like, and I introduced the song to to the worship pastor in like 2015. And over time in 2016, like the worship pastor slowly but surely started to take the song as his as his own, you know, and like basically it became it got to a point where 
the worship pastor was planning on making an EP um, with the original songs that we wrote as a church. And he was planning on using the song that my friend wrote on one of them. And I was like, uh-uh, like that's not happening. Like, we, like I don't think y'all, I don't think you have permission to do that. You know what I mean? And like, we talked, like, I called him out in front of like everybody, the band that we had at the time. And he talked to me in private. He was like, dude, I thought we were able to use the song for whatever. And I'm like, no, like you didn't write the song. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we made it, we were able to use it for church, but I don't believe we're able to use it for, I don't believe we're able to use it for our own commercial purposes, you know? And at that point, like I was already like, I already told um, the worship pastor that I was already leaving for another church be because of the frustrations that I was that I was dealing with at the time. And it, it was just so convenient that it that the worship pastor brought it up right before I was about to leave. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and that was kind of like the, the thing that I realized is I, I couldn't trust him anymore. I don't hate him as a person like he's you know, I have no ill will towards him now. But it was just like, Doug, like, how can I take you at your word anymore? You know, like you're out here, like preaching to the congregation and telling people, telling people to worship Jesus. And yet I can't take you at your word. That's hard, you know? So there were a lot of trust issues there. I, I felt like I was done dirty at the time. And lo and behold, a couple months later, like my friend reached out to me on Facebook saying like, Hey, like, I found my I found my song on BMI, which is like a song publishing company, and it was registered under another name, which ended up being my worship my worship pastor. And I'm like, I was like, what? Excuse me? Like, he did that? Heck nah! Like I was I was so pissed. And this was like in two thousand. This was the early part of 2017 when I was already at a different church, and he and I was about to storm through. Um, you know, I was about to storm through like the, my former worship pastor's place and like just confront him right there. You know what I'm saying? And and go through the church offices. But, you know, I texted him, you know, we were able to talk through it. And the worship pastor was able to talk to my friend and they were able to to square that away. But like, it's common sense, bruh. Like, it's common sense, dog. Like, you, you didn't it could have been avoided completely you know so that was where my whole frustration was and um and it it gave me some real hard trust issues with church leadership for a long long time heading into the early part of 2017 i already moved on from church from church one and the worship lead and uh, the worship pastor uh director that was there you know he was he was basically confronted by uh, my friend about using using the Ephesian song for for commercial use, and you know the, the worship pastor and my friend talked it out, and they said and they said it was a miscommunication and a misunderstanding. But Doug, I don't like I don't see how like I don't see how you can miscommunicate that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just common sense. Like if it's not just because a church, you know, can identify with it, what the heck my friend's name is, you know, it's, it's still my friend's song, you know? And it's just like, if I were to 
if somebody else took one of my songs and used it, used it as one of their own without showing any respect to the original person who wrote it, then like, that's, that was my whole, it, that was my whole thing with that. It just, it just became a trust issue at that point. That was, you know, like they were able to patch things up and I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to really move forward from that until the worship pastor stepped down last year. So, you know, so, you know, no, like, but like I said, no ill will, you know, like I don't hate him as a person or whatever, but like, just if I ever see, if I ever see him again, it'll be hard for me to take him at his word for anything. At this point in 2017, I was already the worship director at a church in downtown Las Vegas. And the main pastor at at this church, I'll call this church, Church Two. Um, the, the main pastor at Church Two was formerly the, the youth pastor at Church One. So we've already had a connection from the previous church we were at before. And like, I came into this operation thinking that it was gonna be the same thing as church one, but it's just like an offspring of it. But I realized it was not, it was, it couldn't be further apart from that, you know? And it was like a very unorthodox, church two was very unorthodox in the sense of like, the way they did church, church was different. It wasn't like the, it wasn't like the everybody sit in rows and, you know, everybody like sings and worships and, um, and all that stuff. It was, it was more so, it wasn't like a, a preacher talking to the people. It was more so like the preacher or the pastor communing with the people. So it was like, uh, it was like the pastor called it like, table talk meets TED talk type thing. So a lot of it was centered around a message and everybody who was at a table was discussing the message. And, you know, it was a really cool, unconventional approach, approach to church. And looking back at it now, like it was exactly what I needed to keep my faith afloat. Because I was like, I was not, like I said earlier, I wasn't in a good place. I was, and pastor at church too, championed me he he helped me navigate through every like situation that i went through in regards to like you know i guess attacks from like the church community or whatever because i didn't necessarily fit the mold you know what i'm saying and uh but i fit the mold at his church and that was really that was really cool to know that you know like I felt seen and I felt like I was understood, you know, and it was, a. Uh, I knew that, that this experience at church two was never going to be permanent. It was always going to be temporary. And, um, you know, like during that whole situation that I had with, uh, with, you know, with church one, like the pastor, um, I'll say his name, Jeremy, shout out to Jeremy Martin, because he, because we're still super tight to this day. And uh, like he was, he empathized with me because we were from, we came from the similar situation before. And it was just like, okay, like, you know, like these pastors and stuff, like they ain't gotta be perfect. You know what I mean? They ain't gotta be like, 
you know, this superior authority figure, you know what I mean? It was like, he felt like he was one of us. And like, I felt like I could be myself at this, um, at church too. And um, at the end of like, and they even championed like Mars Luna, you know what I mean? They championed me like playing, like uh, playing outside of church. They championed me playing at these, like, at the gigs and at these shows and gigs, you know, outside of church, you know, and I, like, I didn't know that was possible at the time, you know what I mean? And, uh, and one of the things that Jeremy helped uh, me navigate through was when I was questioned by Church Zero, uh, which is a church that I went to back in Hawaii, about the way I was promoting the song Drift. And I remember like rolling the rolling out drift through Instagram and uh, I was kind of posting like pictures of what my old church life was like and kind of like lamenting on how things changed and like, you know, and maybe it wasn't the best way to go about it, like looking back at it, but I went through it the way I did it anyway. <laughs> um, and I was I was called out, you know, by um, by a friend of, by a friend of mine. Um, you know, uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Ryan Jacobs. Y'all know Ryan, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he, yeah, he called me out one time and called me out about it, and we had a conversation because he thought that I was attacking, you know, the the church's <laughs> reputation or whatever. But you know, but it really wasn't that. It was just more so like I was lamenting how things changed, and he he got my point of view. Uh, he understood it, you know, and we were kind of like. It was kind of understood that you know things are things changed and like you know there's a reason why like i'm expressing myself the way i'm expressing myself and that was pretty much like the, my whole struggle with like church life before it was like i felt like yeah like i i felt like i couldn't express myself in the way i needed to because i was held to a certain standard and but the thing is though like we're all growing. We all have our own journeys. We all have our own paths that we go through. And, you know, God has us all in different paths. He, he has us all in different like walks of life. Right. And, and that was basically where I, where I was at when I, when I tried to communicate with Ryan and, um, and it was just kind of like, you know, he understood where he understood where I was coming from and it was an amicable conversation. And I ended up talking. And then shortly after, like the the pastor at church zero who discipled me um uh, the one who ran um the college ministry that i invited you guys to like years ago if you if you guys remember that um that's someone's and, house yeah yep yep it was yeah, at the it that. was at the Palumpo's house yeah yeah mm -hmm. and uh i invited both of you actually and you know it was it was an interesting season uh but Basically, the, the pastor, um, Jay, he, um, shout out to Jay Palumpo. Um, we still have, a, we still have a, you know, we have an okay relationship, you know. Um, we, we ended up, he ended up confronting me about the same thing as well. And uh, we talked about it. We talked through it. And basically, like, from the conversation that I had with Jay and Ryan, the issue was never with them. It was never with the church that I, that I had that I was back in Hawaii with, it was just, you know, the experience that I had with church one. And it made me like really question a lot of things, 
because it was just like, wait, hold up. Like, I'm supposed to like look up to y'all. You know what I mean? It, but it just, it just made me realize that they're human, that, you know, authority figures or um, church leaders or whatever um, figure, higher figure, you know, like they're all, we're all human too. You know, like we're not, we're all prone to mistakes. We're all prone to falling short, but we're just, I just wasn't going to allow that as a cop out. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I, I had to keep that same standard for myself as well. Um, and that was kind of like the gist of the conversations I had with, with church zero. And I haven't, I haven't seen them since, you know, because of, you know, we, we're all in different stages of life. Um, but, and going, so Jeremy from church Two helped me navigate through those situations. And I felt like I, you know, I grew and matured through, through those experiences and like what it meant to really go about things the right way and being direct, but still being tactful, you know, and just got, not trying not to go after people's throats, you know what I mean? Like just, or go ham on people. And, uh, and yeah, like it, Jeremy championed me and he, he embraced where I was at with my journey. He's like, like, look, you don't have to, you don't have to appear like you're not like a traditional worship director at like a regular church. Like this is like, I'm running my, I'm running the way, the way, running it the way that God saw it, you know, told me to lead this and you're the perfect person for it. And I've, I've had a band, I've had a band at church too, that kind of like, didn't understand, you know, the way I was doing things, you know, but it was only because like I was following instructions, you know what I mean? And it was, and I made up with, with the band, with that band now, you know, and I'm grateful that I was able to make up to, you know, make up with them, you know what I mean? And just, you know, I did not burn any bridges completely. And, um, and I stepped down from being the worship director from church two in 2019. I had to have a hard conversation, conversation with Jeremy. And, uh, my faith was still like, I was, I was still trying to figure stuff out with my own faith. And, uh, 2020 came around and, uh, you know, I couldn't go to church anyway, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, we were all kind of trapped in our own homes or, you know, couldn't really go nowhere. And, I was about as far away from God as I possibly could be at that point. I wasn't doing anything, doing anything stupid, but I just wasn't really thinking about faith or church anymore at that point. Um, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm going to just focus on music. Like this season of my life, I think is over. And, um, you, and, you know, like everything that I said about my baptism and stuff like that, like getting baptized, like, it made me realize though that during this time that my faith was you know it my thing was never about questioning god but it was about uh, it was more so about the, the leadership that was like that was like the thing for me it was like and i had to realize that over time it was like no like i i still believe in this even though like i i feel i felt so far away you know what i mean and uh and for church too it kind of uh, it was kind of kept afloat for a while, but in 2021, Church 2 shut down, 
not due to COVID, but due to some politicking and stuff like that. And because of their partner, the church that they were partnered with um, split, and split with church too. And I know this is like a really, you know, really weird conversation for both of you guys and for for people who are not involved in church world. But um, but yeah, like there, it some behind the scenes stuff happened, and it's not, it's all amic, it was all amicable, you know what I mean? But politics um, is very prominent in church world as well. You know, it's not any different from like regular from the regular world, you know, because politics involve are it's basically the way things work. Um, and because of that, like church two shut down on their four year on their four year anniversary. And the timing was actually pretty cruel. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. But, you know, it, 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 it meant to happen the way it happened. And it was a beautiful end to a beautiful time. And that's the way I look at it. And, and it actually led me to, you know, I was after that was after that ordeal was done, you know, I already was in a groove in going to church again in 2021 because I w- I went back to church to for the last couple of weeks before they closed and played for them to kind of make, you know, make everything to have everything come around full circle, you know, and, uh, I started checking out like different churches just to kind of explore and see. So I went back to church one for a week because I wanted to kind of see how things have changed and like, you know, and it made me realize that I wasn't going to go back there ever again, (laughs) you know? Um, And one of the other churches that I checked out is actually like right down, right down the road from where I live. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to just check this out. And if I don't, I, I have a good feeling about it. And if I don't like it, you know, I can just go, I can just live my life, you know, and, uh, I went, uh, people and people embraced me there, you know what I mean? Like on the second week that I went and like, I built, I built some actual, like real divine connections at this church. And, you know, and it's, it's been a blessing to me, you know, and God has used this church, church three to, uh, to bring me back to, to him again you know, and just kind of renewed my faith and reinvigorated it in a way that it hasn't been before. And like, I realize now that every, every church trauma, every church hurt that I've experienced and that every, every like deconstruction and reconstruction of my faith, you know, made me realize that God is the one who's in control. Like there is no, he's the only one that's um, guiding my path right now. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, like it's been easily been the most favorite part of my year so far and church three after all these years of searching i found my home you know shout out to the hills look the hills in las vegas shout out to liberate shout out to shadow hills you know it's the people i've met have been absolutely fantastic you know what i mean and it you know to those listen to those who are listening and to those who are struggling with their faith right now I just kind of want to say um, that, you know, you, God will never let you out of his grasp, even if you deliberately try to run away, even if, even if you feel like you're too far gone, you're never, ever too far gone for God to use you, you know, and all he, all he wants you to, to do is to talk to him. And that's literally what he told me, you know, I 
you know, I felt like God was distant for so long and all I had to do was talk to him, you know, and it's made a world of a difference and everything has made so much more sense, you know, and, uh, and I remember um, taking, like when, I remember when Scott came to, to Vegas and I haven't seen him for like six years prior, like we were just catching up and talking in the car and I randomly took him to the hills, you know, and we were talking and then like Scott was enamored with the campus and he was like, yo, like this is like, he, he told me like, yo, like this is home, bro. Like this is, this is your home, you know? And I need that affirmation, you know what I mean? And it's just like, God works in really wild ways and he worked in really funny ways in my life this year. And I just wanted to say that. And you know, God can heal you through your church hurt. He can heal you through, he can heal you through your, you know, trust issues and all the trauma that you have, you know, it's just, I just want to encourage someone, uh, someone out there who may be, who may be doubting or whatever. Like I empathize with you. Like I was in that same place, you know, and just, just talk to him how you normally would, you know, talk to him authentically and honestly. And, you know, that, and then he'll answer in his time, you know, his time is always perfect. But yeah, like that's kind of like the whole backstory behind Drift. Like it's real, it's a really deep rooted song for me. And uh, a lot of, there was a lot of frustration, you know, leading up, leading up to the release of that song. And like hearing that song again, actually makes me, makes me cry a little bit now, you know, because it's just like, man, I hate the person I, I the person I was during that time it makes me sad, you know? But speaking of more, more sad stuff, um, it, I'm going to take it to um, You're Right Here, which is the 11th song of the album. And this song was, was about um, a, our good friend, Nalu's, Polo's, and even Scott's, and my good, my good friend, Hale. And uh, she, she had like a, so backstory, um, Hale was a good friend of ours. Like she was like in high school, she was one of our, she was one of our best friends during um, our senior year of high school. And she's, she was a person, she was a person who was like vivacious and full of energy. And like, she was a person who was like, you know, she was a really, you know, easygoing and very caring person. Like she, it didn't matter like where whether you know how popular we were or we weren't in school like she was friends with all different kinds of people you know what i mean and and we were we were blessed to be you know good friends with her during our senior years and um and she was one of the people who first people who supported you know who loved my singing voice and you know loved the fact that you know i could sing really well and then like I slowly but surely brought her brought her into the friend group and I did Nalu or Hola, did y'all know Hale before senior year or no? I think so. I remember. I know of her, but yeah. we didn't, you know, talk to her. Right. But yeah, like and then so Hale and her friend and her friend Natalie, um, they they started hanging around me more. And like she started like realize she started seeing like uh, like the people that I hung out with, which was you guys, 
you know what I mean? And with, and, uh, and then I think she became friend, she became closer friends with you, Polo and Nalu. And I found out that Hale was in the same math class as you guys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> wild. <laughs> I think if I didn't, if I, if I didn't take summer school algebra two, I would have been same algebra two class with you guys. I remember but, she was sitting on the left side of me and then Nalu was, Back. You was on the right side, yeah? Oh, right side. I think so. Yeah, yeah and he was always yeah. drawing in class. Oh, man. It would have been so fun. But, it, but it was, yeah, it's a whole... It, it was like a whole web like of, of friends and stuff. Like, you know, I feel like it started because she started hanging out with me. And then, like, because Scott hung out with us, she started to reconnect herself with Scott again. You know, because Scott's situation with, you know, Natasha, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 uh, and yeah, like, it, and it all, it, we all became like a really close-knit group and um, with Acoustic Sunrise and everything and uh, her and her, Hale and Natalie coming out to, <sighs> coming out to our shows and stuff like that. and and just like showing support, you know, like always wearing red and always wearing like the acoustic sunrise colors, with, you know, with with the with the black, the white, you know, and like, I don't know what my senior year of high school would have been like if it, if it wasn't for her, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and a, you know, a couple of years went by, like, you know, after high school, like people, we all live our own lives and, and we're, you know, we drift off from time to time, but like, but we're always going, we are always going to be, you know, if we ever needed each other, you know, like, you know, you know where to call. And uh, I didn't like her death, honestly, or her passing, honestly, hit me pretty hard. And I think it hit all of us pretty hard. Yep. And all three of us could probably say that um, because she she passed so young you know yeah. and she was only 22 and and that was like one of the other things too it kind of attributed back to like my like the fate like the my fate situation and i remember like playing on one playing worship on one of the sundays and the sunday after she passed like i couldn't contain myself like i was like i was saying these songs and i was just crying you know what i mean it was just like and I didn't feel comforted in any way, you know, it was just like, sorry, that happened. Like, but we got to continue. You got to move forward. And it was just like, Hmm. Okay. You know, I got a soldier through this, you know? Um, but it was just like, I thought she was going to make it, you know, I thought she, I thought, I thought Hale was going, I thought she, you know, she handled her, she inspired the way that she was ha that she handled her um her her battle with cancer so well you know and she was like she was soldiering through it and she was fighting through it and her faith got stronger because of her battle you know and i think that i think you know that looking back at it now like that inspired me that inspires me now but back then i don't back then i was like i had like big survivor's guilt like like man what like why does like if i could take her place in a heartbeat i would you know it was like one of those things because i didn't know if i really wanted to live at that point anymore um and 
it, it just, you know, I think before I process my thoughts um, with thoughts with Hale, um, if either one of you uh, could could talk to her right now, uh, I know it's been five years since since she's passed, and for some in some cases it still feels like it still feels like it was yesterday. I still remember like where I was and what I was doing, you know, when she passed, and I called I called you, both of you about it, and I think I called Scott too, you know, just letting him know that being the bearer of bad news, like, you know, like, Halei didn't make it. I was like, oh, gosh. If you, if there's anything you'd like, you, both of you would like to say to her now, what would, what would you say to her? For there are brighter days Throughout the trials and tribulations, you kept on smiling. You know, I I'll probably would share, you know, the person that I become. Yeah, I'm not the the that regular shy kid anymore, or the one who wears these baggy clothes. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, she was always, you know, very compassionate um, to our friend friend group, and it's just you know that that energy that she brought to the group kind of resonated within her, and it it trickled down to all of us. And you know, when we heard that um, that passing, you kind of you kind of in tune with yourself like all that memories that we have with her and most of those all, i would say all of those memories are happy memories yeah and it's the when you think about about Hale, she's very radiant and her energy is yeah. always loving yeah. and if i was to you know speak with her i would share you know all the experience that i had you know that has with her um, even like you know experience with myself you know all, all the achievements all the self achievements you know professional achievements you know she was always there you know to listen to us and she was always ears and she will always um, she will always speak her mind too and it's just her presence you know when she came came to us you know at G building she always you know greeted all of us you know welcome all of us yeah she always had like a little nickname for all of us. She yeah. had like this little, you know, side joke with all yeah. of us. So yeah. she just flowed in with the group. And, mm -hmm. you know, when her past passing was all, all sudden mm -hmm. for myself, you know, I, I didn't know how to process it. Cause when, when Luna went, went, went to call me and I heard, you know, what happened, I was like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. It actually, took a couple of days for it to process. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's she's a wonderful, wonderful human being. We're very compassionate, mm -hmm. very grateful to have her in our lives. Yeah, even if it was for a short, short, short amount of time, mm -hmm. you can't kind of underestimate the impact for sure. Her impact for sure. Nala, what about Nala, what about you? Ooh, there's so much things going on. I can try to process and see, but. But funny thing is, since she brought this, was that this whole thing came up a few days ago on Facebook on the memory section. You know, I scrolled out to see, oh, what did I do back in like yeah, a long time ago? And then just so happens, Halei's video posted on my timeline and she tagged me in it. I forgot what it was, but yeah. I think this was before she got cancer or something. I don't remember. So then yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to click this. I'm going to feel sad. But then it just yeah. kind of reminded me like, oh man, she's been gone that long and 
Yeah. It's like, what would she be doing if she was still here with us? I think she would still. She probably would be in this video chat right now with us, just chilling, maybe just having fun, hanging out with us, catching up. She'd probably help you find your ABG. You know, she, <laughs> you know, she did that in math class. She was like, I don't know if she's trying to hook me up with somebody. I wouldn't be surprised. I would. I would. I would be surprised. <laughs> it was. Like, it was like top on her list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she she would help me with she would help me with help me with my situation as well. I'm not all, yeah, yeah. So yeah, probably all our situations. <laughs> yeah, and that's how like Halle got close with Scott again. You know what I mean? And it was just like she would she was you know she she would have been the, she would have been that friend that helped us all with our love lives because you know not because none of us got games. So <laughs> as you can see. As you can see. <laughs> sorry, hello, sorry. No, 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 I'm I'm just playing, but I I think I think like one of the things that Halea taught me was oh, sorry, I'm, I'm trying to like not get too emotional. <laughs> But, um, you know, I would say, like, she made, she made me, like, stick to my promises. Um, I remember I made a promise to, to Hale after we graduated that I was going to put out a record, you know, and she, um, she wasn't alive by the time I got to it, you know, and when she, when she passed, like, it made me realize that, um, like, it made me realize that, man, like, she lived, like, even though she passed at 22, like, she lived, like, a pretty full life, you know what I mean? And it made me, it act, that her passing activated me to, to actually take, pursue music seriously and see where it would take me, you know? And, uh, I don't know how she would feel about Mars Luna and how he would be, how I'm, how he's presented. But you know, the music is, the music is always, you know, the, the music is always going to be honest. You know what I mean? And it, I think she would, I think she would love the music part. And you know, I sent the song "You're Right Here" to her family on Facebook, and I. And uh, they, they loved it, you know, and her mom messaged me like saying that, you know, she always loved your music and, you know, like she would be happy that you're that you're pursuing, you know, you're at least taking it seriously, you know what I mean? And uh, you, you only have one life to live and you want to live life like regretting that, oh man, I wish I could have done this or like, I wish I could have did that, you know? And, you know, I, I hope that she's proud of me, you know, I hope that she's proud of us, you know, I, I think she would be happy that, you know, we're, 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 we're tight as ever, you know what I mean? And the last conversation that I had with her was on Instagram and, and it was a, it was a picture 
of the three of us when we hung out during powwow week and we were like we were jump we were jumping in front of that truck or that little van you know and she said she said that she she said that she missed us you know and i i told her you know i was like oh we miss, we miss you too you know like i'm back in hawaii for like a little bit you know and and then we we caught up a little bit and then that was the last conversation that we had you know and um you know i you know i, I hope that i hope that i'm fulfilling the promise hope fulfilling the that fulfilling the promise that that i made to her and uh and just you know it's been nothing but good memories you know with um her with um with even with choir that we and she made choir fun for me um we had human physiology together and we we helped each other with homework and uh going through like skype calls and stuff like that and sending each other like little letters and stuff like that and you know it, it, like friendly letters you know it was i gotta find those letters again someday and I'll probably show them to y'all again. And um, yeah, and yeah, like she was, she was such a, you know, she was such a radiant presence. And you know, I can speak for the three of us, and even four. I mean, including Scott in here as well. Like, um, the, it, such a radiant presence in our lives. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be doing music. I wouldn't be pursuing it more seriously if it wasn't for her. So. I hope she's proud. I hope she's proud of us. And you know, Hale, where you know, if you know, you wherever you are, I hope I hope we get to see you soon someday. And yeah, um, and it remind it always reminds me to and like with all these experiences that I just mentioned, it reminds me, you know that Mars Luna's motto is to is to embrace your odyssey and embrace the strange or as Mars would like to say embrace your odyssey and embrace the strange <laughs> but yeah um that if I were if I were to have a tattoo on anywhere it would probably be embracing your odyssey and embracing the strange on both forearms and uh and it's uh basically um so with mars luna it's just like like the embracing your odyssey and embracing the strange is for him for mars luna it's basically to embrace his essence you know like i'm like it's like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be me i'm gonna be strange i'm this is who this is what you're getting y'all you're gonna you can embrace it or you can just leave that was that quote from his perspective, but for me, you know, it's a lot deeper. I would probably say, like, embracing your odyssey can does not necessarily mean that the process is going to be joyful. You know, like embracing the hard times, embracing when things get difficult. You know, embracing things that you don't understand. You know, because that's what faith is. Like, faith is believing in something that you can't, that you don't, that you're not unable to see. You know, and like, you know, and like having faith that things are going to be okay, having faith that things are going to work out the way they need to, like, things may feel strange, things may feel weird, but 
everything is meant to work out the way that it's supposed to, you know what I'm saying? And um, that's basically what um, embracing your odyssey and embracing the strange means for Mars Luna, as well as myself. At the end of every podcast, I always ask our pod, our co-host one, two, or three questions that kind of relate to the relate to the episode's concept or the album's concept and uh, seeing like all the life lessons or, or um, questions that can, can be applied. You know what I'm saying? So um, my three questions are, what is the meaning of life in your opinion? What makes life worth living? And what do you want to accomplish in life before your time on earth is done? Damn. <laughs> Back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, my thing is on, so I guess I'll go first. <laughs> if you want to go first, you can. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, what is the meaning of life? That's deep. That's deep. Uh, sheesh. I mean, there, like you said in the last episode, there are no wrong answers. That's true. It's everywhere. That's so many things. But in my perspective, the meaning of life is you have a purpose on Earth or wherever you are, and you're I mean, like there are to, people. There are people on Mars too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mars Luna, right? <laughs> <laughs> or, or Venus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but so there's. I believe everybody has a purpose in life on Earth. So everybody goes through their birth and then their growth. And from then on, it's up to you or if you were chosen a path, you live that path or anything you were given to just live it out throughout your whole life. Or if yourself wants to try something, then you'll live your own path instead of having somebody choosing it for you. So there's different ways you can go about this. Basically, it's to me, it's every living being is going to live and die eventually. Yeah. But from in that segment of their life, they'll accomplish a lot of things or many things, maybe more or less than others, some good, some bad. So there's a mixture of so many things happening. And it's kind of unique in a way just to see different perspectives of people's lives going through time and age and so so on and so forth i guess that's kind of like a science like a semi-scientific way but that's mm-hmm. kind of how i see it is everybody has some kind of life going on and they're just living it from start to finish and example is ourselves so we all have our own lives that we're controlling and we're just trying to do our best to either hold on to it try to do something new maybe go a different path than we're at least not used to or unexpected to. And just hopefully it just works out in the end and does something good maybe to others or who knows our kids or future families and such. I guess that's kind of how I see it in a way. Mm-hmm. That's good. And yeah. That's a hard topic. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a very broad, it's a very broad question. For sure. Yeah. It's, 
What about um? I guess we'll we'll just do all the we'll just answer them one by one then if anything. Yeah. So gonna... um, we'll just start off with that first one. What is the second question? <laughs> the second question the the question second question is what makes life worth living? Oh shh. And again, this is, yeah, this is all like all up to interpretation. So we can say a lot of stuff from my, my experience, my point of view. So what makes life worth living is basically everything I've done so far from beginning of maybe middle school to now, I'd say I've accomplished so many things that even stuff that I never thought I'd be doing in my life. Mm. But my purpose of life or living is I've always followed my passion, my, my goals in life. And that's what kind of helped me stay on what I call a good right path to live a better future or tomorrow in a way. And I could go on more about that, but I think most of everybody knows the stuff that I love to do in my life. Yeah. Such. <laughs> that's pretty much... I guess how I would describe it. I mean, like sur surfing the finding the fattest barrel is an also an acceptable answer. That is, or, it's true. Or finding, you know, the one ABG ABG that you've been looking for. You know, that like, that's part. also an acceptable answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll talk uh, about that another time. But that's, that's good though. That, that, that was seriously, that, that was a good answer. And the third question. And the third question is, what do you want to accomplish on accomplish in life before your time on earth is done? There is so many things I could add to a list of goals, goes all the way up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the number one thing and possibly finding my place in where I really belong like mm. I don't feel like I'm mm -hmm. almost there even though I feel like it's close not I want to be able to be in a position where I don't really have to worry about anything like, I'm good to go I can either go more if I want to hire or I could just chill take a break but that kind of ties in with everything I do as in my career, my jobs and so on and so forth. And I could save the whole dating marriage thing. Like, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe later down the line because we covered that last, last episode. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably, that would probably be like the number two of my list. Mm, for sure. For in the meantime, I mean, yeah. things could switch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it all depends on where your see where your season of life is, you know, or where you are in that season of life. So, it, I like it though. That was that was good. That was good. I can I can relate to the belonging part especially, and I think, um, all I think I could say for all three of us, like, we 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 weren't necessarily like the most popular, you know, what I'm saying people in in school or like wherever because we were all different. We just you know, did our own thing. <laughs> we just did our own thing. Like we're, but that's also why, like, that's also why we were, we were able to stay close together because we were, we were people who did our own thing. 
you know, mm -hmm. it was just like, it's a foundation of a friendship, but finding a place to belong is nice. You know, I won't, I won't deny that. Um, Olo, what about you? So for the first question, what is the meaning of life? Oh, that, that's very deep. But yeah, you know, real simple. Uh, I, I believe the meaning, li meaning of life is a collection of experiences, good and bad, and a collection of lessons that are good and bad that from start to finish we are on our own timeline mm -hmm. and we're collecting all these experiences that is unique to ourselves and our perception and through those experiences we try to interpret the lessons that we gain from those um experiences and then we kind of filter out if it's good or bad and then we kind of reflect upon it to become who to become the person that god is here to mold us in yeah so i think that that's For the sure. meaning of life i like it what like makes it. life worth living oh um this is a very good great question <laughs> Uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to just put it in like uh, in few words as possible, what makes life worth living is finding your passion of finding your passion that drives drives you and fills up your your like your soul, your your soul, like a soul jar, like mm -hmm. everyone has a cup. You want to fill up that cup, you know, with things that you love to do. Um, even if it's surfing, making music, photography, we, we do all these hobbies because we enjoy doing it. And that's like only one, one thing out of all these other billion hobbies or ideas that are given to us uh, when we, you know, go throughout, throughout our life. And what makes it worth living is being surrounded with things that we find, that we, that we find enjoyable, very interesting, and fills up our cups, our, fills up our soul, that we feel like we're, we're making an impact to the community, to each other, to our families and friends. It's, something that um, drives you you know that keeps you waking up each day for a new day what drives you to go and do music every day go into the the studio or even you know heading out to you know catch the fattest barrels that you can if you want there's always something that drives you you just got to look for it and when, once you got that drive you just keep keep going at it keep hunting it you know because it's that ecstasy you you it, it's that flow that drives you it's 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 hard to explain in words it's it's a feeling uh, and going off of that 
question what do you want to accomplish in life before your time on earth is done yet again another deep question from mars luna <laughs> but mars luna don't think like that i do <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you know one thing that i that i wanted to accomplish um in life before yeah in life before you know, my my time is done on earth is uh real simple you know this um build a legacy where when my time is done the legacy of you know holokahiki will you know live on even if right. it's if it's through photography of getting the getting those shots or even through music sound when i have my background in uh, Asian dance and drumming Mm -hmm. it's um leaving a footprint in amongst all these billions of people's um uh, footprints on earth is to have that legacy live out when you you are gone they would they they would see like this uh, they would see your own ideas has been interpreted differently from you know other people because everybody has their own mindset everybody has their own views uh, and then I would say a close first to that main accomplishment is everyone that I that I meet, everyone that I <clears throat> shared an experience, or even just you know this like quick interaction, is to let them know that you know that they that I see them, that I hear them, that what they're saying is uh, it matters, you know. Uh, there's a it's funny it's weird that you know all of us we have like a like a, a funny um a funny experience today when uh when luna was uh, speaking about his experience um today he had a funny funny day <laughs> and then I, when he was going into another meeting i was talking to nalu and how his day was going and we was laughing about it but it, it it's actually kind of crazy how today turned out because uh, for myself, I usually go, you know, do grocery shopping on Thursday because I'm off of work. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I met like all these four people and they felt like they needed to be heard. And for myself, you know, I ha have this podcast happening, you know, right now um, yeah. at night in, um, in Hawaii. But mm -hmm. prior to that, um, there was a schedule I had to follow to make sure I'm on time. But I'm just pushing out through my through my day, and then these four people come up um, through my through my Thursday through my my day, which is Thursday. And it felt like to me like I needed to stop and take the time to um, make sure that they they are heard. You know, uh, even if it's you know how how's asking them how their day is and then boom they start telling you their whole life story yeah. uh, which can be kind of um, too much at first but to me it just had to take that time to you know slow down mm -hmm. listen to them make sure they they are heard because maybe maybe in their their lives they're not you know not getting that um affirmation or that attention that they need mm -hmm. to really you know speak their their truth from within so just having that gateway for people to you know feel comfortable 
um, speaking their own mind and, you know, this basically sharing because mm -hmm. um, so much people share nowadays, you know, yeah. your, your, your story that's being shared, it gets lost in all these other, the chatters that are, that is happening. So it's mm -hmm. good to have that one-on-one, -on -one, you know, yeah. interaction or conversation. So they, they believe that they know, you know, their voices, their voice matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good bro and like the thing the thing too is that energy don't lie yeah you know? energy, yeah energy don't lie you if you bring the right energy you will get you would see you would you give the right energy you get the energy right back to yeah. you it's, yeah it's all, all right. it's all reciprocated you know and like you know it's 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 kind of cool that you know you're you're able to uh talk to those people because you know, I noticed that every time, like whenever I go grocery shopping with you, you know, like you, you always, like, I noticed that you always, uh, you ask like the, you know, like the cashier, like, how is your day going? And like, you, you have like these little stories that you do, but it's, it's not like fabricated, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's coming from a real place, right? Right. right. you know, so it, and, and people can see that. Mm -hmm. So it's, so it, like you said, like it can get overwhelming at first like why is this complete stranger like you know asking me how my day is going you right, know you're like mean? well what's happening it's like, well, like what's happening what's happening but like at the same time it's like it's it all comes down to energy like that joint don't lie you know so um so yeah um uh, that was good stuff i could i could relate to to the answers from both of you guys so i guess you know it's my turn now um what is the meaning of life Ooh. um it's what it's one of those things where it's like i feel like i have a different answer for this for every season of life you know as you keep as you grow as you grow up and grow older you know and experience more things your answer to this particular question becomes more defined you know so if i were to to tell y'all like what what's the meaning of life honestly i would i would say embracing your odyssey and embracing the strange like that to yes. me is is the meaning of life yeah. mm -hmm. it's succinctly what it is like you're going to go through a lot of different different things in life and that will uh that will mold you that will test you that will test you you know that will um that'll build your character, you know, and your resolve and your, and your will, you know what I mean? Uh, but it's all about like, how you, how do you respond to those situations when they come to you? You know, um, are you going, are you going to be resentful or bitter? You know, like say when my, like when my parents split, like I was bitter for a really, really long time. And that was my first encounter with God was that, you know, my mom knew God from like, like, you know, but when they split, like, how was I going to respond to that? Right. Like, uh, I could have been, you know, I, I mean, I was bitter. I was bitter for a very long time and I didn't respond very well at first, but like over time, like I kind of got used to it and I used it and, you know, God kind of used that as like a character building type situation, you know, and that whole traumatic event, um, made me, made me who I am, you know, to a certain degree. And it's like, or even like, 
the the situations that happened, the church trauma that I went through, you know, like that was also like another, that was like another test, you know, like, am I going to blame God for what, for, you know, what these human beings did to me, you know, or do, or it, do I just realize that, okay, God is going to use this for, you know, hit for his glory and for my good, you know? So it just like, it's just like a matter of embracing, embracing the situations you go through. They don't have to, you don't have to be joyous through them, you know, but like it's embracing, embracing that as a growing opportunity because it's just, it's just, it's just all for, all for, all for growth, you know? And uh, <clears throat> that's probably the best way to, for me to um, describe the meaning of life, you know, and um what makes life worth living um i like i like i mentioned last episode like i'm i'm a pretty melancholic person like i don't i'm i don't necessarily see myself as a super optimistic person i try to like i try to see the best in everything i try to see everything through rose colored lenses foreshadowing but um but you know it's just kind of like um the people for me, like, I think the people that, and people that I, that I have around me make, make life worth living, you know, and just surrounding your, just surrounding myself with, you know, people with, um, you know, good energies with good intentions, who people who want the best for me and people who got my back and people who, you know, who, who care, you know what I'm saying? And just like, um, just giving people giving people their flowers while they can still smell them because you never know when you never know when things will change or you'll never know when you know um when our time on earth is done like you know with Hale, like with Hale, like i didn't expect her to pass away at 22 you know i should have gave her flowers while she was still while she was still around you know i should have gave her her flowers while she was while she was battling you know what i mean you know and not assume that oh she's just going to make it you know, and, uh, and also like the, the type of experiences you go through, make life worth, make life worth living and the lessons that you learn from those experiences and the, you know, the thoughts and emotions that you have during those experiences as well, make life worth living for me. So, um, and what do I want to accomplish in life before my time on earth is done? I'll probably say, you know, the, like with Nalu, when Nalu said about finding somewhere to belong was his main thing. And Holo saying, Holo saying just, you know, just, over, just overall, like leaving a legacy of, you know, what, you know, of his, you know, the embodiment of his life, you know, um, and leaving an example for people to follow. I can relate <clears throat> to both of those, like really, really strong. I think for me, um, the, the main thing that I want to accomplish before my time on earth is done is fulfilling my purpose, which is to reverse the generational curse that was set on my family. That's like the main one for me, because I know like what kind of history 
my my family has like more so my dad's side of the family you know and what kind of people they are you know and this is not shade you know what i mean but this is more so like this is like for real for real like i want to i want to set the standard for the next generation of lunas to follow after me i want to redefine what it means to be a luna you know what i mean and it doesn't necessarily like like with as far as like the luna side of my family like i'm not close to any of them you know we're pretty much strangers and uh the name the name luna in my family is does not necessarily have have a really high esteem you know and i feel like i'm i'm called to to reverse the to change the trajectory of the future lunas you know and i think that's what that's one of the reasons why i have this strong desire to get married someday to have children someday because i feel like you know i believe that you know i'm a when it's time, like I'll be equipped to, uh, I'll be equipped to, you know, handle that. You know what I mean? And that's a big calling. And that's something that's like, like whoever my future wife going to be like, she, she, she going to be in for the long haul. Cause, cause it's going to take a lot of work, you know? So I, I would probably say, yeah, just reversing the generational curses. Um, cause that's a real thing. And, uh, that's what I feel like I'm called here to do. And I pray that I'll be able to, that, you know, God willing, I'll be able to accomplish that when it's done. So, so yeah, we've, we've reached the end of the podcast. Um, uh, appreciate you Holo and Nalu for, for, for doing this as always. And I wish I could have given y'all more room to talk, but, you know, appreciate y'all listening. Um, and as well as the people, you know, like I, everybody who's tuning in, I appreciate y'all uh, tuning in to to this podcast. Um, check out the out, al- check out the Mars Luna album, Lost in Space. Um, it I reveal a lot of my life on this album, and uh, you'll understand more of the stuff I'm talking about on this particular record. So um, yeah, we'll go through all the social media stuff. Um, I'll start off first. Um, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram at Luna B. Joshua. And uh, you can follow Mars Luna, uh, my music page on Instagram at It's Mars Luna, on Twitter at It's Mars Luna, and Facebook at It's Mars Luna. And you can check out my website at itsmarsluna.com. I got a new single coming out next month. It's a sad summer bop. So be on the lookout for that. Polo and Nalu, uh, what, what y'all got? Uh, same thing as always. You can find me at Instagram on, let me see, right there. You guys, I'm too busy to talk it, but here you go. <laughs> Instagram you go. here. Nalu on photography. You'll find everything else, Twitter, other Instagram accounts, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on my website. It's Tovez dot co have a lot of uh, my thought journals i that's basically my photography page but i do like a whole backstory of you know other ideas that i wanted to do outside of photography um can i plug my um my instagram or send my yeah, instagram go. go yeah so i've been inhabiting my um my Taijian group instagram 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was about for like almost a month we've been on, um, but it's at H E R E T A M A N U I. Headed Tamanui is my family's Tahitian dance and drumming group. Um, so I'll be inhabiting that Instagram. Oh, shout out to right Luna bringing right it up. Hera Tamanui, just in case, like people, just for spelling purposes, you know. So I, yeah, I, I'm on there. I don't really, you know, I'm I'm on like the behind, behind, behind the scenes. <laughs> but you know, I'm just trying to trying to you know help Hera Tamanui get their word out. Yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, appreciate everyone who's been listening and tuning in. I've seen all, I've seen all the, you know, I've seen all the people who, who've been following and uh, I appreciate y'all very much. And we appreciate y'all very much. And uh, stay tuned for the, for next month's episode. We do an episode every month. Um, Next month, we're going to talk about the Mars Luna EP Archeris and the, and how 2020 has been for each of us. So stay tuned. And uh, hope you all have a great rest of your night. And as Mars says, embrace your odyssey and embrace the strange forever. Bye, guys. (laughs) What is the meaning of life, Ethan? Life on Earth or in the sixth dimension? Hope you all enjoyed this episode of the ML Backstage Podcast. You didn't answer my question. If you liked what you heard, follow us on Spotify and Anchor. And subscribe to us on Apple and YouTube at ML Backstage. This episode was emotional. I was trying to keep it together. The album that the Three Musketeers talked about in this episode is Lost in Space by me, Mars Luna. You can peep that record on Spotify and Apple, and you can check out the Drift music video on YouTube. Anyway, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Mars Luna. You can find all my music on Spotify and Apple Music and on my website at itsmarsluna.com. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. Stay tuned for next month's episode. Bye!